All right, here we go. My name is Jeff Kay, and you're listening to episode 252 of the world-famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. Welcome back, my friends. We're broadcasting once again from deep, deep underneath a nondescript home in suburban Pennsylvania. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for everything. Thanks for listening. And all that jazz. I just went to the grocery store. I just bought some coffee. Or as they say, or some people up here say, coffee. Do you like a cup of coffee? Like, what the? Uh, Anyway, I bought uh, a big sack of that. 8 o'clock bean coffee, as they used to call it. And, um, you know, it's not, yeah, it's certainly isn't cheap. It's very expensive. Well, not really, but to me, a cheap son of a bitch who doesn't really know how the cost of things, uh, a person that doesn't know what he's talking about views it as expensive. All right. So, anyway, I bought some of that. I bought a couple, I bought a, like a, a, a whole flat of cookies from the, from the bakery. <laughs> And um, there was some guy in there. I saw while I was walking around, there was some high douche. I'd say late twenties, possibly early thirties, somewhere in that neighborhood, wearing a full bathrobe. He was wearing a bathrobe, and you can see pajama bottoms underneath and slippers in the grocery store. And he was walking around with this look on his face, like. Look how wacky I am. Look how strange. And I, I, I marched to my own drummer, you know. Ah, ah. I wanted to ask, trying to snap a picture of him. And do you know how frustrating that is when you, you try to, you know, you want to you capture a photograph so that the mockery can continue into, into the future, you know. But anyway, what I, I mean, what? What a bunch of assholes. God, why are there so many? Why is the world populated with weirdos and, uh, I don't know. I don't even know the word. People that want attention. uh. Anyway, saw that guy walking around in there. If if I'd have seen him over in the produce section, I might have have hurled an avocado at him. I don't know. Anyway, so I bought that. I came back and... um, Record this, record this podcast, and I'm going to get up on the treadmill. The treadmill was delivered on Saturday before I went to work. They said they'd be here between noon and four. They got here around I don't know ten thirty in the morning. I don't. Who the hell knows what is going on? Why? Are you, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> between noon and four is when they'll deliver the the the, the treadmill. Here they are backing into our driveway at, at 10.30 a.m. That's fine. Those, those guys were cool. There was two of them. And um, they come rolling in. They had that, that thing was on a, I don't know, on a dolly, you know. It was in a box. Thing is huge and extremely heavy, right? They rolled that thing in. And, um, they you know, they were here for, for 15 minutes, and they had it set up. See, now, 
Um, for one thing, I asked I asked the guy, I said, how much does that thing weigh? He goes, about 325. I was like, holy crap. And um, and then they, they, they brought it down here, like 325 pounds. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you had a, I mean, even if you had a dolly like that guy did, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could control the thing. Probably go right through the draw, drywall, right through from one room to another, you know, like like the Kool Aid Man, you know. And um, but anyway, he got, he, came, he got this thing down here in the in the family room, which you got to, okay. So you have to take it from the driveway down the sidewalk, down uh, four steps into our house, make a, a left turn into the downstairs to the uh, family room. And then, um, and then there's a step up, so it's not easy. They had that shit set up in 15 minutes. It's like totally set up, ready to go. They're like, "All right, we're done." I'm like, I said, "How in the hell?" I mean, I said, "Seriously, how in the hell did you do that so fast?" He goes, "Well, when you build them every day for 18 years, you get pretty good at it." I said, "18 years, good lord." Um, he goes. I said, "Is this a good one? What do you think about this? With this one we bought, what, what's your opinion? Since you, since this is uh, what you do, he goes. Ah, oh, it's a good. One. It's really good. He goes. Um, he goes. The only one. He goes. The only brand that I would hesitate and I would steer clear of is Nordic Track. Those things are a piece of garbage." <laughs> I said, "Okay. I don't know. I mean, Nordic Track. Isn't that a pretty well-known brand?" He goes, well, they used to be good years ago, and I don't know what happened, but uh, it's just, I mean, everything. He says, I deliver probably 10 a week, and I and I and and about seven of them go back for unsatisfied, people unsatisfied with them. He goes, I would never. I would, if anybody asked my opinion, I would say steer clear Nordic track. That's what the guy said. I don't know. The one we bought Horizon. I don't. He said Horizon and Soul are the best. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't know nothing about it, you know. But um, it's solid. Man. That thing's heavy and solid. I, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a top it here in a few minutes. After we get finished here, and we'll get in there. I'm off today. It's Monday, and we'll get in there. And I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna get up on it. And I'm gonna listen to some podcast, and I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna start out. I'm not gonna start out the full four miles. I'm gonna set, I mean, I might do two miles today or something, something like that kind of escalate up because I'm you know I'm fat and old and um you know I don't need to be pushing myself I mean stair steps you know (laughs) I read somewhere that four miles if you work if you walk four miles a day that's the pinnacle you know after that you don't get anything out of it like you get a whole lot out of it at four miles but if you go five miles you don't get much more than what you got at four miles you know what I mean Four miles is the sweet spot, so that's what I'm going to shoot for. But I'm going to stair step up to it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go, maybe I'll do a week of two miles, a week of three miles, and then I'm going to get up to four miles and I'm going to stay there. All right. Um, also, another thing about that treadmill deal, I asked Tony. I said, "We need to tip these guys, right?" And she goes, "Why? We're paying like an enormous amount of money for this white this white glove shit." I said, yeah, but do, do the drivers get any of that? I mean, these are just guys that are delivering the stuff. I don't know. She goes, I'm not tipping them. Hell with that, you know. She goes, do you, do you know how much we're paying? I said, yeah, but I don't feel I don't feel right. I said, I feel like we need to tip them. She goes, if you want to tip them, go ahead. I'm, uh, count me out. <laughs> I'm like, okay. 
And um, so I went over to the old, uh, I went over to the old uh, Sheets Money for Nothing ATM. Got some, got a couple. I got, I got a, a couple of tens. I gave them a ten dollars each, and they gobbled that shit up. They were in here fifteen minutes. They didn't hesitate. Sometimes you offer to tip somebody like that, and they're like, "We're not allowed to." These guys are like, "Yeah, thanks." <laughs> shit, what right in their pocket? I don't buy them lunch. Whatever, man. It's a, it's a gesture, right? And I was like, I was like, should I give them twenty each? I'm glad I didn't, cause they weren't in here very long. <laughs> so they probably get less tips, cause they're so good at what they do. Ironically, you know. But anyway, so that that's uh, that's set up. It's huge. It's much bigger than I thought. But once it's in the room, it's like, man, that thing's big. That thing's almost. It looks like one that would be in a gym. It's really nice. Um. Another speaking of ATMs. All right, so this this one over here, you always hear about people uh, getting their cards sucked into an ATM and the thing doesn't come back out. You know, aren't most of them? I heard somebody talking about that the other day. It's like it took my card and then it didn't come back out. But aren't most ATMs? Uh, you don't put it all the way in. You stick it in, like you stick it in. <laughs> And then it um it, it reads it or whatever it does, and then and it tells you when to pull it out. Like this one over here at Sheets. This thing, okay, it's very bossy. It's a very bossy ATM, and it says, it says, do not remove card until we tell you to. It's like really bossy. I'm like, I don't like the tone. I don't like the tone you're taking with me, you know? And uh, so I put the thing in there. I put the thing in there. And leave it in, and I and I. It's usually ten dollars. The only time I ever take cash out of there is ten dollars because I want to. It's for the lottery. I I, I want to buy uh, two five dollar scratch offs for cash from a human, right? And that's that's the only time I ever have cash. Everything else is paid for with a card, with my bank card. I don't ever have actual cash. So the only time I ever had it, I get a I get ten dollars out of there. Head over to the Snoco. And buy two five dollar scratch offs. By the way, I won twenty bucks this week. Woohoo! Hell yeah! Anyway, um, so that's the only time. So, so you put it in there. Thing says, "Do not remove it." Well, what, what? Don't even think about it, you fool! Right? And then, um, so you're sitting there, and the thing's like doing its going through its machinations. <laughs> what do you think about that word? It's going through its whole machinations, and then it says, "If you want your money, you're gonna have to pull the card out." Dumbass. So it says, don't pull your card out. Don't even think about pulling your card out. And then it's like, what are you doing? I mean, do you want your money or not? The whole thing, the way the, the way it's all, whoever programmed that thing is, uh, I don't know, having a bad day or something. It's, it's It seems like it's lecturing you. It's very, uh, very judgy and lectury. I don't like it. It bugs me. So anyway. And then you hear people, I don't know, the ATM uh, sucked my card up. What kind of ATM takes the entire card into the machine in 2022? <laughs> you know, I don't think that happens much anymore. I don't use ATMs much. Except for my lottery habit. You know, whatever. It's not a habit. It's science. Doing a scientific experiment. How dare you? Um, the other day, or like on, on February 1st, I wrote that article for uh, No New Jeff's. I mentioned it. it. It's it's about people that you probably would would never remember in a million years. 
if not for some ridiculous little story that you have attached to the person. You know what I mean? So these are people, like I've lived a long time. I've lived in various cities and different states and all this stuff. And I've met people, worked with people, all you know, all through that, right? And there's a whole bunch of people that I guarantee I don't remember at all. Like, I, there's, I mean, there's a few people, obviously, that I do. And there's friends that I made and everything. I'm talking about just, like, casual acquaintances that I would never remember in a million, million years except for these small, little, uh, ridiculous stories. All right, I, I thought of a couple more. Both of these, ironically, were in a, or not ironically, coincidentally, I think people misuse those words. Coincidentally, it's not even that big of a coincidence. God, I'm overthinking this thing. Where it was in Atlanta. All right, so when I was in Atlanta, I worked for WIA, WIA Atlanta, and um, I was in a, the inventory department. There were three of us. It was the manager, the assistant manager, and the clerk. I was the assistant manager for most of that time, right? And um, we were sitting, we, we shared an office, like a big room, and it had three desks in it. And um, so this one time, this woman, these are people that just popped in there and said something that makes me remember them, and I probably would not remember them without this. All right, so one time, there's this crazy old lady. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be disparaging, but she was like a secretary of uh, the operations manager. She was an old Southern lady, right? A little kooky. Yeah, just a tad, just a tad kooky, right? And um, so she, one time, she she popped her head in there, and she's like waving a banana, like, like waving a banana around, and she goes, Would anybody like a nanner? <laughs> That's what she said. Would anybody like a nanner? Nanner. And her voice was like, Annie, you know, that kind of stuff. Would anybody like a nanner? So, uh, needless to say, uh, there was some discussion of that for the next few days and into the coming years. <laughs> but anyway, and then there was this other woman. She worked in this department where Tony worked. And um, she was a large lady, large lass. And she come busting in there one day in, in the same office. And she goes, excuse me. Are there any Cheech and Chong aficionados in here? <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> I don't know why. Why do I remember shit like that? Cheech and Chong aficionados. Ah, I mean, I don't know. Cheech and Chong, not exactly highbrow stuff, right? Aficionados, not really a word you would use in conjunction with Cheech and Chong. You know what I mean? So anyway, excuse me. Are there any Cheech and Chong aficionados in here? So these are the, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. <laughs> so that's two more that I can add to the list. There's a whole bunch of them I added in that uh, No New Jeffs column. Check it out. Uh, NoNewJeffs.substack.com if you're, if you're interested. Um, oh, I emailed the uh, Frito-Lay Corporation the other day. I sent them a letter, a strongly worded letter. About my um, about my experience with that bag of chips that had nothing in it. I think I mentioned that here. Did I? I ordered. I bought a bag of chips. I ordered some kind of primo hoagie. Primo hoagies. Those things are like so expensive. And ah, uh, it's like why? Why do I keep ordering? Why do I keep buying these these things? You know, they're not that good. They're good. 
but are they that good? No. So every time, so every once in a while, everybody says, somebody comes around and says, hey, I'm ordering Primo's. You want anything? I'm like, yeah, I think I'll, you know, yeah, sure. All right, so what do you want? Um, I'll just have like a regular sized uh, ham hoagie with a lettuce, tomato, uh, onions, you know, some cheese, you know, all that. Okay, um, how much How much do I owe you? $27. <laughs> no, that might be an exaggeration, but it's like really expensive. I'm like, what the? Eh, it's not that good. Anyway, so I ordered a Primo that night, and um, I thought, you know, I want a bag of chips to go with that. So I went to the vending machine at work. I put my card in, and I hit the button for the Lay's Classics, and the thing felt when it was falling, you could see it was so light. It was like drifting back and forth like a leaf falling off a tree. <laughs> you could see it like falling. It had no weight to it. It was just kind of like floating down. I'm like, what the hell? I could see just by seeing it the way it fell, I knew there wasn't anything in it. I took the thing out of there. It's like nothing in it. It's all it's factory sealed. It's puffed up with air. Has nothing in it except for maybe like a little, like a couple of little uh, crumbs in the bottom. Like if you shake it, it rattles a little bit. There's like nothing in it. I mean, it's 99% empty, right? And I was like, "Look at this crap!" I was like in the I was in the in the in the break room. There's like a bunch of people sitting in there. I said, "Look at this crap!" Like they don't even know who I am. <laughs> I mean, there's lots lots of people that work there. I was like, "Look at this garbage!" Everybody's like looking at me like, "Who's this? What what's this guy bellowing about?" So I have it, have it laying on my desk. It's been laying on my desk. It's a conversation piece. I'm like, look at this crap. And I hand it to them. They're like, oh, I've never seen anything like that before in my life. That's great. I said, yeah, it's great. Except I paid $1.50 for that shit. You know, that's not so great, is it? I still think it's great. All right. So the other night I, I, I said, the hell with that. And I, 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 I sent a strongly worded letter to Frito Lay, and um, I'm waiting on a response. <laughs> waiting on a response. All right. I don't know what they're going to do about this thing, but somebody. Another thing. All right. So the the thing made it out of their factory. They have no quality control. They have no QC process. What the hell? I mean, how in the hell does a bag that weighs zero point zero Make it out. Make it through the process. I mean, isn't there like some kind of like checks and balances on this shit? Okay. So it makes it out of the factory, and then it ends up in one of those big old flats, like the, you know, the big giant thing they sell at Sam's Club. So the guy goes over to Sam's. He buys the thing to fill it, to put in his vending machine, and he, he has to know it's empty, too, because it has no weight. He puts it in the machine anyway. Oh, I'm getting fired up just talking about it. He's paying that shit forward. He's paying his his problems forward. That's not the way, That's not the whole concept of pay it forward. It's like I got screwed. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass that being screwed off on to somebody else. I don't think it's I don't think it's in the spirit of pay it forward. Anyway, I sent him a letter. I, I, well, I, through the through their website. I mean, they asked for all kinds of all kinds of information. They wanted some kind of code off the thing. I took a picture of it and sent it to them. I filled out the form and everything. And I'm gonna, you know, I said, "Hey, I said I'm very disappointed in this. This is this is. I mean, I don't know if I can keep on. 
I mean, I don't know. The quality of my life is going to suffer from here on out. I don't know if I can trust. You know, I don't know if I can trust anything anymore. I've got trust issues as a result of this. <laughs> you know, so we'll see. I'll, I'll keep you updated. I'm, I'm waiting on. I'm waiting on a response. But um, ah, never been so fired up. I finished watching that Reacher show on Amazon. Matt, shit's good. That's almost. I don't know. Remember the uh, remember twenty four the way it went, especially the early seasons. How you could watch that thing and it would just be. I mean, you could not stop. Or at least, I mean, I don't want to speak for all of humanity, but when I would watch those things. Like I would stream them. I think in the early days it was I was watching them on those DVDs when you used to get the red envelopes from uh, from Netflix. And uh, but anyway, like you would wa- you would put the thing on. And one would lead to another, to another. You couldn't stop watching. I mean, it was the most bingeable, and I hesitate using that word, but it's the it was one of the most bingeable TV shows ever. I mean, it was a ridiculous show. I mean, later in like season five or whatever, you know, as it went on, it got more and more ridiculous. It's supposed to be twenty four hours. It's supposed to be one day, right? That's the whole concept. The whole season was 24 episodes, one hour. And each, so it was one entire day. Like the whole season was a day, right? And the thing was like, well, you know, he became, he, he went down to South America posing as uh, as like some kind of drug dealer or something. And then he got addicted to, he got addicted to heroin. This is all in the morning, <laughs> right? And then um, by the time noon, about noon, you know, Around noon, he, he, he kicked it. He kicked his heroin addiction. And he was in uh, Washington, D.C. And, you know, it's like, I don't know. A guy packs a lot into a day, that Jack Bauer. But anyway, so this, this Reacher Reacher is uh, similar, where you watch one, you just want to keep watching them. There's only eight of them. The whole season's only eight. I enjoyed the shit out of it. The guy was, like, beating ass. He was beating people's ass left and right, you know. But he was always kicking the right ass, and it was very satisfying. It was It's not all just fighting and gunfire, but there's a lot of it. There's a lot of that. I remember, um, I think I mentioned this before, um, back on Late Night with David Letterman, uh, back when he was on NBC, when it was great. A um, long time ago, he had Arnold Schwarzenegger on there, and he was, um, he was uh, promoting some movie, some new movie. And they were going to show a clip, and, and Letterman said, so do you need to set this thing up, or is it just all gunfire? <laughs> That's what this is. I don't know. It had, it, had a, it had a story. You know, it's good. It was good. It was really, um, I thought, it, I enjoyed the shit out of it. It's not nothing highbrow, but it was highly entertaining. Enjoyed the shit out of watching it. I know uh, Ian in Scotland watched it, too. He can call in and give us his quickie review if he wants. But um, I liked it. I had a, had a good time. It was uh, it was good, so I recommend it. I finished it last night, and um, yeah, if you're interested in something like that, it's over on Amazon Prime. It's brand new. Reacher is the name. Very good. All right, I have a call that came in. Well, actually, I have two from the same person, Patrick in Memphis. He called me um, with a, a, a couple messages related to each other, and the first one is right here. Hey, Jeff, this is Patrick from Memphis. Uh, man, I'm a mechanic, and uh, I heard you talking about your Chevy. But, man, I work on uh, I work on European cars, so I don't know much about Chevys and overheating and all that stuff. But there's a number of things that can make that happen. Uh, but you said you got in and out 
for like what two hundred and sixteen dollars or something like that. Man, that's your lucky day. If you got out for two hundred and sixteen dollars for an overheating concern, then you need to go buy a scratch off or something because that's a you that's your lucky day. So your buddy that took the car to the dealership and they offered to buy the car, I can totally believe that. I've been doing this almost thirty years now. Uh, I've been at an independent garage now for the last 14, but I worked at three different uh, European car dealers. I'm going to leave the names out because a couple of them are still in business. Uh, but, man, it was – the place was a goddamn zoo. Uh, people were – man, people were – it was always something shady going on. Uh, people had habits. People would go to lunch, come back either smelling like W.C. Fields or Snoop Dogg. Um, the the prerequisites for being a sales manager at a dealership was you either had to have two DUIs and one divorce or two divorces and one DUI. You had to have some type of chemical problem, whether it was alcohol, cocaine, or pills, and you had to have too much cologne. This one place I worked at kept rolling through these sales managers, and every one of them was like that. So I some some nefarious activities and some shady shit going on at a dealership. I could absolutely 100% totally believe that. Um, it's not common practice, I don't think, but, yeah, I could definitely uh, see it happening. Um, on another note, the, the band that I've seen the most is a band called Clutch. I've seen them 14 times over the last maybe 20 years. Uh, some of the earlier stuff was kind of heavy. The later stuff is it's just a good rock and roll blues. Kind of got some bluesy roots to it. Um, I think you might like some of their stuff. Maybe not some of the early stuff, but uh, some of the later stuff. Look at Bad Decisions or uh, uh, Beale Street to Oblivion. They're both are pretty good records. You might like them. Um, other than that, enjoy the show. Um, man, I know how you feel about mechanics and auto repair, so don't let this uh, keep you from uh, taking any more of my calls. Uh, keep up the good work. I will uh, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, the first time my my, my uh, Chevy Cruze overheated, or uh, that was the only time, actually, um, I took it to this place, and... I think it cost me 270 bucks, something like somewhere in that neighborhood. It wasn't. It, I was I was shocked how cheap it was, and I don't remember what the problem was, but um, it fixed it. I never had any problem with. Tony still drives that car. We've had, we have. I don't want to get. I don't want to get all cocky. I don't want to. You know, it's like we <laughs> that problem's behind us. I would never say that, but um, it wasn't very much. Um, my son had the same problem. He ended up paying 500 bucks. And they misdiagnosed it. Did I tell you this part? All right. And then he was he was driving home, and the thing overheated again. After he paid five hundred bucks, like two days later, it overheated again. Right. So then he took it back in. He was like, oh, he was like all fired up about it, and um, which I don't blame him. And um, they said, well, we uh, you know we kind of messed this up, so we're gonna fix it. And it was a water pump, and just what you said, you know. Water pump and um, I don't know something, something else. I don't know anything about cars, <laughs> thermostat or some shit. And um, they didn't charge him anything for that. He, they fixed it. They already took five ten off of him. I think is what they they took off of him t- the first time. I don't know. I don't know what they fixed, but it was a misdiagnosis thing. Um, 
in the garage that I used to go to, they were great. I loved them. It was run by a woman and her son, basically. I think those, for the most part, those were the only two people that worked there. And um, they were busy as shit. They were, they were super, I mean, they were reasonably priced, and they were real honest. They had more work than they could handle. And both of them quit. They just, like, up and quit. They were like, we can't take it anymore. They were trying to hire more people. They added on to this building. It was, like, this huge building. They couldn't get anybody to work there. You know, there was, like, nobody. They had ads running. They couldn't get anybody to even respond to the ads. Those people burned out and quit. So the place is closed. So I don't even have a garage at this point. My son took his to the dealership. And, yeah, they tried... They tried to buy the thing. Instead of having it worked on, you don't want to sell it to us? We'll buy it off of you. Like, what the hell's that? Never heard of that in my life. I don't know much about it, but that seemed bizarre to me. Um, Patrick, you, you don't think that's unusual? I mean, you said it's not usual, but uh, it doesn't surprise you. Yeah, I don't know. Seems, seems weird to me. And um, I laughed at your uh, description of the sales managers. That's pretty funny. They either have one DUI, two divorces, or two divorces and one one DUI, and they had a, some some sort of chemical uh, problem and um, too much cologne. That's 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 excellent. That's actually that's mustache too, right? You forgot mustache. It's got they've got to have a mustache. Way too much cologne. Possibly a lot of some gold jewelry, right? I don't know. And also, I thought I enjoyed your description of they came in smelling either like W.C. Fields, <laughs> W.C. Fields, or Snoop Dogg. That's excellent, man. That's a that's a good call. Thank you very much. And Clutch, I'm familiar. Back when I was in that office, the same anybody want a nanner office. <laughs> um, the guy who was the clerk in that office, this guy named Scott. He was a he was a metalhead. He loved the metal. He could get nothing more. There was nothing that he loved more, except for maybe like sex, which was another one of his high, <laughs> high on his list. The things he talked about. But um, anyway, he played. We had a we had a stereo in there. This is working for a record company. We had this big like rack stereo in there. And um, the boss, the the manager, he did he didn't he never listened to anything. So it was between me and Scott. Me and Scott would uh, alternate. Like he'd play one CD, I'd play another CD. Sometimes we'd just listen to the radio, ninety six rock usually. But um, you know we we'd switch back and forth. So whenever he would play his CD, it was usually some metal, you know, and some of it was like ugh. I mean, I like I like some of that stuff. I like hard rock and stuff. But I don't like some of that. Roo, 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 that shit. I don't like that. That stuff's trash. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to be uh, controversial here. But Clutch, he played Clutch. Yeah, I heard. You know, I've heard them many times. I'm very familiar with them. And um, that was early stuff, probably though. So um, yeah, I'm familiar. Fourteen times, huh? I don't think I've ever seen him. I might have seen him open for somebody in Atlanta. That that seems like that would be something I would have. I might that that might be a possibility. In Atlanta, I might have seen Clutch open for somebody, but I'm not sure. I don't remember. 
And um, so that's the first call. He called me back, and here that one is. Hey, Jeff, Patrick, again, I meant to say something else. You said something about a car having a known issue, and you were like, well, why can't they fix it? Well, I mean, that just kind of happens. Different cars have different designs, and some motors are just known for just design flaws. Like most, a lot of these VW motors from about 2010, about 2014, they all ship the timing belts. Uh, I'm sorry, the chains. They ship the chains and the chain tensioners. And it was just a bad design, and it's a it's a known problem. And they have an updated tensioner, but from time to time again, they they still fail. And some of these Audi supercharged motors, they leak oil out of everywhere. And you you fix them, and it's only a matter of time before it just starts leaking out of the so. Um, yeah, that Chevy may have a known issue with a, either a thermostat or a, maybe a water pump, or maybe it's just kind of it's just inherently just runs hot. I don't know, um, but maybe that's just and there's nothing you can do about it. That's just designed that way. So maybe that hope hopefully that'll kind of clear up some of that for you. That um, just that's just how it is. Anyway, thanks. See you. All right. Well, I don't know. It seems to me. <laughs> And I admit, I don't know shit. You know, there's not too many things I know a whole lot about. Except for 80s alternative rock. Everybody knows this. Other than that, I'm not, I don't know shit, right? And um, so, uh, you said, what did you say? Oh, you said known issue is just a known issue. It's like you can't do it. Why can't you do anything about it? I don't understand that. Like, if I were to, say somebody were to make... Uh, you follow a follow a recipe, and for a, for a bunk cake, say a bunk cake, right? And um, it's exceedingly. It turns out to be exceedingly salty. You eat the thing, and you're like, ugh, this thing's like freaking salt lick. You know, what the hell happened? Some kind of some kind of problem. I followed the I followed the uh, the recipe to the to the letter. Well, that shit tastes like salt, you know. So next time, you back off on the salt, right? Like the next model? Don't you go in there and, like, make some adjustments? I don't know. Again, that could be way off. Maybe it's just, like, baked in. There's nothing you can do about it. I don't know. It's like, this is the way the... the but it feels like they could fix it. And what, what... Why can't they fix it from one year to the next? All right, so... All right, you build this... You build a Chevy Cruze, right? Or or bake a bunt cake. No, you build a Chevy Cruze. You sell X number of thousand of them, and sixty five percent of them have this uh, overheating problem. What the next model, the next year? Don't you think they should go in and and uh, try to adjust that problem so that this doesn't just keep going and going and going? Maybe I'm, I'm oversimplifying it. I probably don't even understand how it works. I mean, you know, I don't know. But anyway, thanks for the uh, the calls, Patrick. I appreciate it. Uh, you made me laugh a couple times, I, and I always appreciate that. I am familiar. I am familiar with Clutch, and um, I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but you've probably seen Clutch more than I've seen the Eels, and I've seen the Eels a bunch. So anyway. Thanks for calling. If you want to call, like uh, Patrick, you can do that anytime. The number, 570-290-8151. Again, 570-290-8151.
Give me a call, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, anytime you want, anytime you feel like it. You can just give me a call, ask a question, make some comments, suggestions, what have you. So do it. Do it today or tomorrow. <sighs> do it today. Don't put it off till tomorrow because it'll never happen. There's always another tomorrow if we're lucky. And if you want, let's see, if you want two of these a week instead of a mere one, and I don't know, I can't re think of any reason why you would only want one when you can easily have two. I mean, why? Why would you not? You can do it today. Five. Oh, my God. Why is it by the end of these things I'm, like, all messed up? <laughs> you can do that. You can have two episodes a week instead of one by going to patreon.com. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Jeff K. Sign up for a $4 or more monthly donation, and it'll unlock the second episode a week. It'll unlock all the ones that have previously, that's been previously recorded and released, and all the future ones. So that's a bunch of, that's a whole bunch of nonsense right there. Extra. That's bonus nonsense. Uh, like a whole backlog of it and a whole bunch more coming in the pipeline. So do it today. Patreon.com slash Jeff K. Head on over to uh, surfreportpod.com. That's our uh, podcast website. And that's where I have all the uh, show notes, expanded show notes, pictures, links. You know, it's a companion piece to the podcast. You can, you can, you can leave comments there if you want to, but nobody does. <sighs> But you can. It's up to you. But it's, you know, it, there's value in it. I think there's a, you know, I, I talk about stuff on here and then I, I, I link to it so you can actually see it. I think it's pretty cool. It's surfreportpod.com. I mentioned the $5 scratch-off project. One twenty bucks. I'm down 20 after four weeks. So I spent 40 120 so I'm down 20 It's not starting out all that great, although 20 bucks, you know, it's on a $5 card. That's pretty good. That's four times. It's a 400%, right? 300%, whatever. You know what I'm saying? All right. Anyway, we're at the end of this thing. Thank you guys for everything. I appreciate it. I will see you soon over on the Patreon side. And until then, you guys have yourselves a fine, fine day. I'll see you. Bye. Woo-woo-woo-woo! <laughs>